clouds of condensed moisture sucked up through the fire smoke column from burned vegetation and air. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Ad paid for by CompleteCar.com. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to the COVID crisis, we are announcing a low-cost extended service plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay nothing for auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800 549 now. Drivers who are covered by this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. This auto coverage is at an all-time low, much lower than what dealerships are charging. Additionally, drivers who activate this auto coverage today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and free rental car at no additional cost. Call for your free quick quote today. 800-549-1985. 800-549-1985. What do you have to lose? Again, 800-549-1985. I'm Tom Wong. I'm running for Congress, and I approve this message. My parents were Christians who fled communist China in 1949, and my faith has grown stronger as I've grown older. I'm not a politician or a lobbyist. I love America and want to make it even better. I ask for your vote on August 3rd. On August 3rd, vote for Tom Huang. Vote Tom Huang for Congress. Paid for by Tom for Ohio. He's not a politician or a lobbyist. I'm John. You may know me as a commercial lender, but I'm also a craftsman and a dog dad. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find John or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com. Each year, Ohioans are injured and killed in train car accidents that could have been avoided with properly functioning gates and flashing lights. Facts show that gates and lights together prevent more train car accidents than stop signs or crossbucks alone. How can you help? Approach all crossings with caution and report bad railroad crossings at angelsontrack.org. That's angelsontrack.org. Because bad crossings kill good drivers. Sponsored by Angels on Track, aired by OAB and this station. Difficulties with everyday tasks, words and numbers, confusion in familiar environments, memory loss, and changes in behavior. These are all signs of dementia. Athens County Cares wants to create a dementia-inclusive Athens County and empower adults living with cognitive decline through a holistic program which safeguards their dignity and independence while improving their and their caregivers' quality of life. Pick up the phone and call 740-594-3535 or visit AthensCountyCares.org to learn more. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work-study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Are you struggling to pay out-of-pocket Medicare costs? Your deductibles, co-payments, and prescription medication can really add up. Buckeye Hills Regional Council can help you navigate confusing sign-ups and help you save money. Medicare savings programs such as extra help or low-income subsidy are available. Call 1-800-331-2644 for free over-the-phone assistance with enrollment. No waiting, no travel, just one phone call. That's 1-800-331-2644. The thought of my sons growing up without me inspired me to quit smoking. I talked to my doctors and then I threw away all my cigarettes, ashtrays, and lighters. I started exercising instead of smoking. Staying away from alcohol when I was first quitting was key. I kept on trying, learned something each time. Do whatever it takes. No matter how many times it takes. We did it, so can you. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, Evans. 
Good Thursday morning and welcome to Party Line here at 970 WATH. It's 10 minutes after 9 o'clock. I'm Scott Daly. Uh, filling in for Dave, well, I guess moving over into the hot seat in the chair number one, as they call it in the musical performing band genre. And with that, uh, we'll be hosting the City of Athens Mayor, the Honorable Steve Patterson today on Party Line here, so join in with us. Well, as I mentioned, it is Thursday, July 22nd, 2021, and uh, it is, well, we'll just do this right now, the 203rd day of 2021, 162 days remain in this year. Currently, temperature-wise, we're looking at 64 degrees and, uh, well, it's cloudy and there's a little haze uh, over the area. And we give it a partly sunny, hazy sunshine at the moment here in Athens and in the beautiful hills and valleys of scenic Athens, Ohio, and uh, southeastern Ohio. But as you've been hearing in the news recently, that uh, there is a bit of haze that has flown uh, over our area from the western wildfires. And... Um, Speaking of the city of Athens, we'll segue right into that with the uh, Honorable Mayor of Athens, Mayor Steve Patterson. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How so are on you? A, good on to a, have you here. On a scale of 1 to 10, how hot is that seat over there? <laughs> well, uh, Don't answer that. <laughs> it's, it's, the flames are growing now uh, as we speak. No, <laughs> yeah, right. I put the fires out. You know, Dave stokes them. I put them out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, with with that, we've got a little uh, smoke over the area. Have you noticed any smoke? Have you smelled it? You know, uh, in full disclosure, I may have brought some of that back from the Oregon <laughs> coastline or, or state of Oregon with me when I was away. I, I, had, I am aware. You know, it was uh, we were away, my wife and daughters and I. We went out west to Oregon for a... A vacation, uh, a respite, which was wonderful to get away. Uh, we went to Bend, Oregon, and spent uh, about nine days there. Uh, took my daughter's horseback riding and and uh, a lot of bike riding and things of that nature. Most everything we did was outdoors, uh, and we did notice we spent one day down at Crater Lake, which a uh, little factoid is the deepest lake in the United States and the third deepest in the world. It uh, on our way down, uh, it was a fairly clear trip down there. It was about an hour and a half drive from, from where we were. And on the return, we looked over, and here's this massive plume of smoke coming up that wasn't there on our, you know, three hours earlier on our way down. Right. And uh, <clears throat> certainly it was a forest fire. And, and as you're probably aware, I grew up as a child in Oregon, and Someone asked me their day. They said, you know, did you, was it typical that you saw forest fires? Was this a normal occurrence in Oregon when you were growing up as a kid? And it was not. Not that I remember. Uh, and I would remember something like that. Oh, sure. I'm sure yeah. there was an occasional fire here and there. And I just, you know, as a child, <laughs> paid no attention. Somebody's probably camping out, you know, something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but we are seeing more and more forest fires on the the west coast uh not just the pacific northwest but we're seeing it all down throughout california uh and so yes uh on the flight back we noticed we had a layover in chicago and uh, we noticed in chicago that there was a orangish haze that was in the air uh and certainly when we arrived back home uh, we noticed it here we looking out the window right now we can see that it's not our typical clear. And yesterday I had this funny moment. I was out in front of the city building. I was watering um, some of the flowers and our planters in front of the city building. And I had one of those moments where I'm sitting there going, Scott, should, should I be watering? You know, why should I be watering? It looks like it's going to rain pretty soon. And it was just, you know, the, the haze that yeah. we're seeing. Yeah. Uh, it, I thought the same thing yesterday afternoon that it was going to rain. All right, folks, I got to stop there. How many cities of Athens have a mayor that actually takes care of watering flowers outside <laughs> right. of the city building, the government building. That's the type of mayor that we have here in the city. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty. No, How no, about that? Too? Not at all. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, 
speaking of the uh, wildfires, and and it really it kind of does have to deal with the city here because we're experiencing that flow of of the haze now. I saw pictures from NASA, like was it from the space station? I think that you could actually see flames. <clears throat> excuse me, flames coming up uh, from the space station. Wow that that's how big these fires are getting now. So, and it just amazes me that the fires were, what, so long ago, a couple of weeks ago, maybe now a month in, and the vastness of our country, that it took this long for the smoke to get to where we are right. now. But uh, you had a good vacation. It was a good vacation. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was well-deserved in my mind anyway. Uh, certainly it was <clears throat> in my wife's mind. Uh, so, so it, no, it was good. Um, you know, speaking of the fires, going back to that just briefly, uh, yeah. one of the things that I find really uh, interesting is reading something the other day that the, the fires are so intense, so vast and so hot that it's literally creating its own weather uh, around these. Uh, and certainly we're experiencing it, as you said, across, not just here in Athens, you know, I've got friends who live in New York City and they're saying, yep, we were having, you know, orange skies in the evening because of the smoke going all the way across to, to New York. But, uh, but uh, no, I had a great vacation. It was great. It was great to get back to work. Uh, you can imagine, bare, you know, digging out of, uh, nine days of being uh, Yes, I, I remember those days. Uh, yeah. Come back and you see that stack of paperwork and you're like going, why did I leave? Right, right. Why didn't anybody do anything with this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed. But uh, did, now, just I want to ask too, did you go to your hometown where you grew up while you were back there? I flew into Portland. We okay. flew into Portland and uh, stayed. My sister lives there, so we spent the evening at her house uh, before we traveled down to Bend. And uh, I mean, it's always wonderful seeing Portland. Um, you know, it's a it's a great city. Um, great memories, uh, not something that I necessarily would ever want to go back to someday permanently at all. Uh, <laughs> Athens will do that. Oh, to you. <laughs> well, it, it, it has. It has since 1998 for me, quite <laughs> okay. honestly. But uh, it was great. It was also, um, I'd have to say it was a, a little distressing at moments because we did drive through the downtown area. Oh. And, uh, you know, yeah. Portland has has its own set of issues. Uh, their homeless population is, uh, is staggering. Uh, there's a lot of tent cities um, throughout Portland. There was one unique feature that I saw to where they are have taken a a large um, vacant lot. And when I say large, I'm talking large, like a city block. Um, and they have put up these temporary tiny houses basically uh, I, I don't know what the square footage is but they have created housing and cr literally created a village for the homeless people who are struggling in portland oregon as you drive around through portland you saw a lot of camping tents all over the place you know uh, so you know there uh, not that we don't have you know issues here right. with people who are homeless right. uh, and struggling the the magnitude that I saw out there was was like I said it was distressing it was hard to to fathom what they're going through the other thing was kind of the aftermath of some of the things that happened in Portland with a lot of the rioting that took place night after night after night you're still quite a few buildings that are boarded up um, uh, operations going on there but they're boarded up because of the things that they experienced but uh, but you know, and then as you're in Portland, and uh, one of the really interesting vantage points uh, in Portland is over in southwest Portland, and you can look across and see Mount Hood sitting there. Mm, yes. Uh, Mount Hood, Mount St. Helens. Uh, on a good day, you can see all the way down to Mount Jefferson, which is south, uh, not too far from Salem, Oregon. So it's so then there's that. There's the this this natural beauty that you yeah. see. Yes. So it it. Uh, it was really kind of, it was great. It was great to get away. Um, but then reality kind of smacks you in the face when, uh, you're, yeah. when you're anywhere, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that's terrific. I, you know, I'm. it's nice to hear travels like that, people that may not get to those areas in their lifetime. 
And so, you know, you get a little taste of it from each end of the spectrum. What you just described about downtown, you know, you know, having its issues, yes. But then you get out and you get the experience of beauty of the country like that. And then, you know, you, you love that part. And then you think about Athens, too. The beauty Always. here. When, when we have that. And you don't really have to travel too far to see that. Yeah, we don't have a Mount Hood here or Mount Athens. But, uh, you know, it's it, you see things like you did in downtown Portland. And then you think, geez, aren't we blessed that we don't have it that bad? I mean, yes, we do have it here, but not to that significance no. right. there, too. Right. And, so, you know, we don't have mountains, like you said. Yes. But we do have hills. We do. We have North Hill. We have Bong Hill. You know, we, we do. We Look, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was... <laughs> Talking about, you know, speaking of Athens and the, the beauty of where we live, I was, I had a conversation with uh, Director John Kerry. John is the um, governor's office of Appalachia. And so he kind of re represents the Appalachian Regional Commission um, locally. And w we were talking about things down here in Athens. And I, I, I keep saying this over and over again with state and federal officials mm -hmm. that there, this is the most beautiful part of the state, my opinion. But I think that there's a lot of people who live in this area who would support that opinion. That it, we have the rolling hills of the Hawking Hills. We, uh, we, you know, the Hawking River runs right through our city. Uh, we have the Bailey Trail system that is chugging along um, outside, you know, right at Chancey's doorstep. Uh, you know, I was driving up 13. Going to a meeting up in Zanesville probably three weeks ago to where there was an, a, a uh, kind of a informational meeting with Senator Sherrod Brown up in Zanesville. It was myself and, and six other regional mayors. And on the drive up there, I, again, you know, you're driving through Athens County uh, and then you go on into eventually Perry County mm -hmm. and you're cruising on up there. And Again, that too is pretty to me oh, yes. as you're driving along. It's yeah. just, look, we live in a gorgeous part of the state. We live in a gorgeous city. Uh, I, I can't stress enough how fortunate and blessed we are to live where we do. So Yeah, I, I would agree with that too. And I've been on that road that you uh, mentioned there many times. And there's times that I can even drive on 33 from here to Columbus and still see the the scenic views that are provided each time you go up there. Yeah. You know, and, and we are, you know, we, we don't have like the big city traffic jams and and everything else that, you know, the, the crime that's being experienced in big cities now is on the rise. And I thought about that. We, we don't have that. No, here we, in Athens. we have crime, but it's just we not. Do. A, yeah, but not like what we're seeing in bigger places. And, you know, I think, Scott, so much of that, again, in, in my opinion, but also just information that I get from my counterparts across the state and across the nation is that, you know, there's a lot of uh, COVID-19, everybody is still there. Yes. It's still a real thing. Yes. The Delta variant is uh, is even more um, impactful than, you know, when we all heard about COVID-19 and we started experiencing it here in, in Ohio back in March of last year. Um, and uh, one of the things that I am seeing with my uh, position on the Mayor's Partnership for Progress, uh, which is an organization that represents 18 Appalachian counties, um, is that there's a lot of there's a lot of burnout that we're starting to see as well. That uh, a lot of electeds, a lot of mayors and city managers are deciding not to run again or resigning early. There's city council members or village council members that you're seeing the same thing. And it's, uh, I think, you know, for those uh, of us in a position of leadership to the stress that's on you to get, you know, keep your community safe, keep the citizens safe, keep things running because you, you still have to have, you know, water running and, and sewage receiving uh, as well as maintaining roads and, and public safety. Um, it's a, uh, a lot of people were struggling. A lot of uh, politicians, um, uh, electeds were struggling and, again, leaving. I think 
I think our citizens are struggling as well to get through it. And I think that lends itself to a lot of the, the crime that's being seen out there. Um, idle hands. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we live in an unprecedented time here with the pandemic going on now. What? Going on two years? Close to it. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, people, as, as you mentioned, wanting to get out and do things after we're so used uh used to as a society being able to get out to go to restaurants to go to ball games to go to events things like that and quite frankly that was cut off basically and now with you mentioned the burnout of people trying to to gather that back and recover maybe some lost time and idle hands as you spoke and uh as as you and i talked before we got started here at the air uh, with the city pool, uh, with with the possibly the burnout affecting uh, some some staffing possibilities there. That's true. That's true. Um, I think uh, most people who use the pool frequently notice that we did have to close down the pool um, or shorten the hours for a, a for a little bit there, and some of it was because of uh, some of our lifeguard staffing is that we had some. Some, you know, people going on vacation, you know, uh, individuals whose families were going on vacation and they went to. And so we found some real challenges and we'll probably continue to see some challenges, you know, with uh, the pool and pool operations moving forward. We're seeing that in a number of other areas uh, within the city. Uh, I, I'm going to plug a put in a shameless plug that we, if anybody is interested and is a certified lifeguard, there are uh, positions available uh, for lifeguarding down at the city pool. So let me put that out there. Well, that's not shameless at all. I mean, no. it's 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 a necessity. <laughs> it's a reality. Yeah, uh, it's reality. We're also looking for uh, people who are interested in it's seasonal, with um, uh, groundskeepers. So we're looking for people to help maintain our city parklands and green spaces. So um, go to the city's website, which is www.ci.athens.oh.us. Uh, go to the city's website. Everyone knows how to find the city's yeah. website. Yeah, just go to the, there's a link there. All you got to do is click on it. Google you know, it. <laughs> Google <laughs> City of Athens, Ohio, and you're there. Right. So uh, uh, I, I was thinking years ago, that I worked on the city grounds as a work study. I had a work study job at OU, and that was one of my jobs in the summertime to work on the uh, different grounds areas there too. And uh, also, I was a lifeguard. I was lifeguard certified years ago, so I would have to be recertified. Well, you can that. always get recertified <laughs> if you've got some spare time on your hands. Yeah, plenty of sunblock. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> and that holds true with the grounds. You know, maintaining the grounds, sunblock, sunblock, and and uh, a hat on your head. Yes, so. exactly. So uh, again, uh, the city looking for some uh, grounds workers and also some lifeguards, folks. If you're interested, uh, go to the city of Athens website, Google that there too. Now w- we spoke of of COVID just a few minutes ago. And I was thinking about this yesterday because I knew you and I would be here this morning. And so I get to ask the questions. But then again, I want you to take off on some topics you want to discuss, too. With the jump in the COVID variant, the the Delta variant, I don't know how comfortable you are addressing this or not, but a gut feeling, do you see masking? returning with this well i mean you were an associate professor of health psychology i was at ou for 22 years sure yeah uh, for 18 years 18 years but received my degree in 1993 so uh and yes the the psychology uh, you know yeah kind of parallels the health related things too but i i was wondering I wonder what Mayor Patterson thinks about this. Well, here's what I think. About masking possibilities again. This is even with my taking that mantle off and just thinking, again, as I'm tracking things across the nation and across the state of Ohio, uh, we are seeing an increase in COVID-19 cases. We are seeing um, uh, that the Delta variant is in Ohio. 
Uh, I was just talking to Dr. Dick Gaskell yesterday about whether or not we have the Delta variant here in Athens County, and he said that they haven't gotten that information yet. Um, the He gave me the parameters in which they would find out whether that was here or not, uh, whether it's sampling to, to testing of uh, someone who's been swabbed, who tested positive to see, you know, you have to go do the further testing to see if it is the Delta variant. Uh, we have seen an increase, um, small, but uh, single digit, but we have seen an increase in cases uh, here in new cases in Athens. Um, we will be seeing an influx uh, in our population coming in August yes. because Ohio University will not only be bringing in a new freshman class, but basically we'll be bringing in a new, uh, well, a sophomore class that will be new to campus because they experienced uh, completely off, well, I shouldn't say completely, but by and large, uh, yeah, yeah. non-face-to-face instruction last year, uh, and we're not here. So we're, that's uh, going to be different from last year this time uh, to where we didn't have a large influx of students. So that all said, uh, and knowing that, um, and I, I'm saying this just for people to, to know it, be aware, understand that we likely will see an increase in cases uh, later in August, if not well, at some point in August. Uh, and I... I would not be surprised if if we do see uh, uh, masking coming back. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Ohio University does with their in-class instruction because they do have a protocol in place to where if X percent uh, of students um, are not vaccinated. Which is not required by the state. That's correct. Anyone that's at the correct. university, they are not required to be vaccinated. But I encourage everyone to get yes, vaccinated. we do. Um, yes. But, you, no, you're absolutely right um, that that is not required. There's pathways. Uh, there's a portal that the students, as they're getting ready to return, that they have to go in and indicate, you know, whether or not they've been vaccinated. And if they haven't, they need, they will be tested weekly uh, and if they have been vaccinated, then they don't need to be tested nor fully vaccinated. They don't need to be tested. They don't have to wear a mask on campus. Yet in the classroom, if a certain percentage are not vaccinated in that class, then the class needs to be uh, needs to wear a face covering in the classroom. So it's there's challenges ahead of us. Oh, my. Scott, no yes. doubt about it. There are challenges ahead of us. The simplest the simplest thing that people can do who are of the age 12 plus is to get the vaccine. Uh, and, you know, I am really anxious to see when they will also release the vaccination um, available for children, you know, and, and I don't know if it's going to be six to 12 or what that age range is going to be. But, uh, you know, we've already been prepping our, our daughters who are nine and a half um, that, uh, you know, when we get the green light, we're going down and, and you're going to get uh, vaccinated. I, again, I want to kind of drift back to, to my conversation with Dr. Gaskell. Okay. Because uh, I asked him that. I asked, you know, what will what is the plan uh, or tentative plan once that information is released that, you know, we can, the age range of those who can be vaccinated drops down. And he said that the plan at this point is that uh, they're, they're hoping um, that they will be able to continue to work with Dr. Ken Johnson at uh, the uh, Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine to be able to use Heritage Hall and likely so that they are able to have parents available to bring their younger kids down to be vaccinated that they would likely have it on Saturdays, which would be wonderful. Yes. Uh, because the challenge now is if there's a shot clinic for kids age, you know, it doesn't exist yet, but when that time comes that there's that six to 12 or whatever age range that the CDC allows for that, uh, you know, it can't be during the weekday because parents work during the week yep. by and large yep. so. and school's going to be starting too right so right yeah like that would be tremendous if they were able to get that accomplished there too but uh it, you know when when you mentioned about masking what i well what i mentioned 
my gut feeling is, uh, okay, folks, just prepare yourselves that masking is probably going to have to happen again if these numbers continue to rise. And, right. and, and uh, you know, people that are not vaccinated, um, you know, you're taking a chance on if you do contract COVID or the Delta variant, you're going to be pretty sick. You are. You are. And, and I was, uh, again, talking to Dr. Gaskell and, uh, you know, that there, there are people who have received, are fully vaccinated, um, and that they have contracted COVID-19. Now, whether it's a Delta variant or whatever it is, yeah. uh, and he says they, they will get sick. Uh, the upside is, is that it's not fatal. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that uh, such a small fraction, if any, is hospitalized. So that's great. But it still means that you are have the ability to transmit the disease. Yeah. So, yeah. So. And, and, you know, we're seeing now that some of these cases are, are asymptomatic again, too, just like the original COVID. Well, now we've got this Delta variant and same thing. Some people are not showing symptoms, right. so right. I, you know I'm sure it's 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 going to affect the city once again, and that may be a subject that comes up at city council again. Do we return to masking ordinances? Right. Well, we never we never rescinded the face covering ordinance that exists in the city of Athens. We amended it. We amended it to where if you are fully vaccinated, you are not required to wear a mask is another one of the exemptions because there were several exemptions in yeah. that particular piece of legislation. Okay. So it's never uh, it hasn't been completely rescinded. Uh, and there was intent behind that because of this situation or potential situation in particular to where if we saw another surge, um, we knew that. I knew we wanted something in place to where if we needed to, if it was, you know, absolutely necessary to where we had to go back to uh, face coverings required. And, and I get it. No one wants to do it. Yeah. Um, I, my flight out to Oregon and back, uh, you know, FAA requires uh, even while on the grounds of the airport itself, you know, Columbus Airport uh, had to be fully masked when you walked in that door. Mask had to stay on all the way through everything. Once you you boarded the plane, we flew on Southwest. You had to be, and and you know Southwest attendants are really pretty funny, you know, and that's yeah. their kind of shtick. Yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> you know you had to be, you you could not take your mask off the entire flight unless you were you know uh, drinking um, or having a snack or something like that. Right. And I I looked around the plane, almost every everybody was compliant. Uh, so anyway, uh, it uh, my, my point being with that is that yeah, I was I was really tired <laughs> at the end of that flight, uh, <laughs> and it was it was probably I don't know all told airport layovers included it was probably eight hours of travel and eight hours with a mask on. I my heart goes out to all of our first responders oh, yeah. from last year and and currently. Uh, having to wear masks all the time and and uh, it it was not yeah that part of the trip was not fun yeah that's i was going to guess around eight hours but you know speaking of first responders uh i've mentioned this before on my broadcasts about uh, saluting them and and uh you know complimenting them because whenever we have a catastrophe or something happens everybody else is running out and they're the first ones running in to protect and help those who need help too so uh you know i i just encourage let's you know get behind them you know because they are so essential to our city county region everywhere absolutely our first responders uh, to your point you know how many of us would run into a burning building to go and save people yeah i think innately we we want to but these are the individuals who will do that or police officers arriving on uh, you know, crime scenes or responding to a crime in progress, you know, it, uh, or again, responding to an accident, uh, and you're, you are EMS, uh, not knowing what you're going to see on that scene. And uh, sometimes it's, it's pretty disturbing what yeah. they end up having to, Absolutely. to respond to. So yeah, my hat is off to our first responders, uh, much like my hat's off to, 
are, you know, members of the military. Again, they're protecting the nation. They're going into harm's way to protect our liberties, um, to protect our country and the, how, the, the way in which we live. Uh, and to that point, um, we've got a special event coming up. It will be August 28th, uh, and it will end on, I'm sorry, uh, it'll be July, sorry, July 28th, and it will run through August 1st. And what it is, is it's the uh, a version of the Vietnam Memorial Wall. And it's called the Wall That Heals. It will be rolling into Athens, like I said, on the 28th. I'm part of a team that will be helping to set it up at Tailgrate Park. Um, and it will be available for people to come and experience, to reflect, uh, to pray, to, to honor those who served uh, for our country during the Vietnam conflict. Uh, and it'll be open 24-7. Uh, there will be individuals down there that will be um, uh, able to hand out information, will be there to, to answer any questions, but it'll be 24-7. It'll be lit during the night, and it'll be, you know, uh, under the light of day during the daytime from the 28th of July through August 1st. And then it gets it, it's uh, broken down again, and then it goes on to its next stop as it's migrating its way around the nation. So I encourage people to come down and check it out. Uh, it'll be uh, wonderful. Uh, it's quite the honor that they have chosen Athens for the wall that heals to come here again in respect to our fallen heroes, uh, as well as POWs and MIAs, uh, individuals who are still That's a great, great tribute to be able to do. I, I will be there. And, folks, if you don't know where Tailgrade Park is, it's right next to the Convocation Center, uh, right there on Richland Avenue between the Convocation Center and the Hawking River. So um, try to get down there and visit it. I plan on doing so myself. Um, we've, you've got a list of things there. So I, I where, do. where do you want to start? You know, I want to jump to something that's really, <laughs> really interesting. Um you know, I I had uh, spoken with the uh, board of trustees for Ohio University, um, and wanting to make sure that that uh, mayors of the regional campuses were involved in the search in some way, some fashion, and uh, had a great conversation with President Hugh Sherman um, when he uh, became the president, the twenty second president of Ohio University, and. Uh, indicated to him that the mayor of Lancaster, the mayor of Ironton, the mayor of Chillicothe, St. Clairsville, and Zanesville, um, all of us wanted to sit down and meet with him. And we were also hoping, I meet with, you know, I met with President McDavis, I met with President Nellis, uh, and now with President Sherman, you know, once a month. And what we asked is can this group have a standing meeting to where the regional campus mayors along with myself are able to meet with the OU president quarterly and uh, that has been granted so that'll be huge uh, this has never happened before to where the regional campus mayors actually get to um, engage with the president of Ohio University. So that's huge, uh, sure. a, a big thing that uh, we're looking forward to. Our first meeting is going to be August 3rd, and it'll be in person. Uh, as you can imagine, since some of these mayors are an hour and a half or more away from Athens, that the, the other meetings moving forward have the option of being virtual. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, I know that the other mayors are extremely interested in, in doing that as we move forward. So that'll be that's a, a great sign that uh, Mayor uh, or uh, uh, President Sherman was willing to to do something like that. So, more to come. Yes. Uh, you know, several things going on. I am looking at my list. Okay, Scott, so sure. Bear with me. <laughs> Not that uh, I'm jumping all over the place, but uh, I am for a moment. We can. Uh, you know, Stimson <laughs> Avenue. Uh, I know that I've spoken to a lot of the business owners, um, and heard from a lot of the business owners on Stimson Avenue. Certainly. Um, concerned about the drop in business that they are experiencing due to the construction. People, Stimson Avenue businesses are open, and I can't encourage you enough to 
go down and make sure that, granted, there's construction going on down there, but there is places in which people can park. Parking is still available in front of a lot of the businesses. Uh, you can access the businesses. So, um, you know, frequent them. You know, the pharmacy. Uh, you know, China uh, uh, Fortune is open down there. There's a number of, of all the places are open. So go down there. Uh, one of the things that we are experiencing on Stimson Avenue with the construction project is, you know, the, the Stimson Avenue was built in the late 60s, early 70s when the river was rerouted. And when you've got something that's 50 years old, uh, and really the area was older than that, back in the day, uh, a portion of what is now Stimson Avenue was a rail bed that came up to ship Athens Block um, out of the Athens area, you know, the where the CSX rail bed still exists, the bike path, you know, basically yeah. for a portion of it. Right. That that area, um, Stimson Avenue, was rail. There was the 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 brick kilns were down there. A lot of lot of activity in that area. Well, what we're finding, or actually, I should say, what Truco is finding is there's a lot of unidentified, unknown, undocumented. Um, you know, infrastructure that's underground that, that, you know, city wasn't aware that these were down there, you know, pipes that all of a sudden they pull up and they're going, is this live or is it not live? And so that unto itself has presented a lot of challenges with this particular project moving forward. Um, the, the, the time for complete completion has slipped um, that, you know, we were hoping that this was going to be put to get bed in October. Well, it's not, um, you know, it's looking like it's going to be in November at some point in time. Uh, within November, don't know, don't have a firm time frame. We have asked the uh, Truco to uh, add additional shifts to the work so that we can hopefully accelerate what's going on um, and that they are willing to do so. So I think you're going to see some increased activity down there. But again, just want people to know that when you've got a, a part of the city uh, that had an extremely old roadway unto itself. And then before that, you know, all kinds of other activities in that area. There's a lot that just isn't known. Um, and it's being found as excavation is taking place <laughs> in that area. Uh, like a lost city. It is kind of a lost Avenue. city. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope we don't dig up a, a pyramid or something like that. Uh, yeah. But who knows? Uh, so we've got, you know, that's something I wanted to bring up. Another uh, issue that we're... Uh, working through is um, we've identified a uh, issue with a storm tunnel, you know, rainwater uh, collection system uh, down at Schaefer and West State Street. Um, and again, working through that. So we're likely to see, um, you know, some work that has to take place down in that area. Um, certainly be taking up legislation when city council comes off recess. July is always that month in which council does go on recess. Um, and so we can't, uh, unless I were to call them back, and I, I'm not going to call them back for emergency sessions, but we will see a lot of activity on August 2nd when they do come back in for their first August meetings. And, and so you're going to hear more about some of the activities uh, and appropriations that need to take place with different city uh, activities, construction and, and repairs and whatnot. Um, I, uh, I want to give a big thank you to John Golzi. Um, John Golzi has served on the Board of Zoning Appeals for 24, you know, plus minus years, long time to be serving. Uh, he's currently the chair of the Board of Zoning Appeals. Um, and, uh, he has indicated that, uh, uh, he, uh, is stepping down, so, uh, again, a big salute to John Golzi in, in number one, you know, running the board, uh, managing the board, but also all those years of service, which is significant. Oh, yes. So uh, we do have a vacancy on the Board of Zoning Appeals. So if anybody is interested in serving as an alternate on the BZA, please reach out to me. Uh, you can call my office at 740-592-3338. Uh, and uh, let me know if you're interested in serving on the BZA. Uh, so throwing that out there, uh, we also um, have a director 
uh, Terry Moore, who's our director of Arts, Parks, and Recreation, um, has indicated that she uh, has garnered her resignation. Uh, Terry has done some really great things with Arts, Parks, and Rest, most, rec most notably is is kind of getting, uh, even though the pool was under design and, and somewhat under construction, actually was under construction, she kind of took those reins and ran with it and, uh, again, have this wonderful aquatic facility yes, that has done a lot with ADA improvements at the community center. She's done a lot with just uh, other improvements in the community center, you know, activity room A, B, and C, which is a well-used room, was really looking tired. And she did a lot of improvements, made a lot of improvements to that uh, portion of the community center and elsewhere. So, uh, and a lot of reorganization of uh, that department. So she's done, she's done great things. Um, so we uh, will uh, certainly miss Terry when she steps down, but we will be uh, actively searching for a replacement for my director of arts, parks, and recreation in the near future. Um, you know, speaking of people who are stepping down or people who are resigning, uh, and I know you've probably spoken about this on the show, you know, after 16 years, uh, seeing Coach Solich, uh, oh, yes. uh, you know, r retiring, um, I think that uh, for some of us that was kind of hard to, to, to take because he has been such a successful coach. You know, you look at the number of, of – uh, um, you know, MAC championships. Uh, you look at the number of bowl games that we've gone to. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Um, well, he never won a MAC championship, but he won the East Division. The four, East Division, thank you. Yeah, four times. <laughs> Division. Yeah, unfortunately, I wish we could say yeah, there were that's true. a number of them, but it didn't happen. Yeah, Division, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but I, I, I truly believe that uh, the team is still in, in great hands. I do too. So uh, we wish Coach Alvin well. Uh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. And his tenure with OU, and you look at his track record, uh, you know, in terms of coaching, um, going back well before that, uh, is quite impressive. Yes. So, I worked with Coach Alvin during my time in OU athletics, and he is a he's a great guy, and I wish him uh, and his family congratulations, and of course uh, all the luck. Wish them all the best. Yes. You know, one other thing, um, uh, now I'm going to pivot away from from people who are leaving and okay. people who are staying, Okay. Um, is that uh, city council authorized for us to apply, the city to apply, administration to apply, for a designated outdoor refreshment area. Oh, yes. So uh, it's good to talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that. This is authorized by the state of Ohio uh, under the Ohio Revised Code and through the Department of Commerce. And basically what it is, is an area in which open container within special containers is allowable on the city right-of-way. Uh, the area that has been identified to do this and that the Department of Commerce has approved would basically be Court Street from Carpenter to Union and then Union Street all the way down to approximately Smith Street, uh, give or take, and would also capture Depot Street and Station Street because we do have a couple establishments, or at least one, that serves uh, alcoholic beverages down there in that area. And so what this does is it allows, like I said, for a dining or drinking establishment that serves alcohol, beer, wine, alcohol, uh, to sell in a cup that is designated with a Dora emblem on it. So in other words, you can't walk out with a glass of whatever in your hand. You can't walk out with a, a bottle of beer in your hand. It has to be in one of these special cups, which will have a price tag associated with it. It's a dollar a cup, uh, but you can, can uh, have that during certain times of the week and during certain times of the year. Um, be able to enjoy uh, a beverage out on a park bench uh, uptown somewhere or on the courthouse steps if you wanted to yeah. and sit there. And, Designated and area. People yes. watch. Sure. Um, those times, just uh, worth mentioning, will be that the Dora will be active the week after commencement in the spring. It'll be basically turned on 
and it'll run through mid-August and then it'll stop again. And it will be Thursday, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays in which um, it will be active. So the door won't be active Monday through Wednesdays. And at certain time frames as well. I believe it's Thursdays from 5 to 10 p.m. It is Saturdays, uh, thir uh, Fridays and Saturdays. It will be from noon to 10 p.m. And then on Sundays, it will be noon to 8. And then, you know, before and after those times, you won't be able to do this. During those times, you will. Uh, and it's a tool that I think it's 70 cities across the state of Ohio are doing this. The one that I'm familiar with, um, I didn't partake, but I certainly observed it, was up in Findlay, Ohio. And it seemed to be working well there. I've spoken to mayors uh, of cities that do have doors, and they've all indicated to me that they have seen, you know, you know, little or zero issues associated on a safety or a sanitation standpoint with their doors as they're active. Um, uh, Mayor Luke Feeney of Chillicothe, he and I speak often about a, a whole sundry of different issues, but I asked him because they do have a door there. They've actually had a door since uh, almost the beginning in which the uh, state took up designated outdoor refreshment areas. And he said, we have had, you know, zero issues uh, within the city of Chillicothe. Now, it's Chillicothe doesn't have a major university. Uh, it does have an OU presence down yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but I did reach out to Kent State, uh, Kent, the city of Kent and Kent State University, as well as Oxford. They, too, have doors in the same story that they're seeing. You know, we're seeing a real increase in commerce uh, within the Dora area. And we have uh, basically no issues that we're having to deal with in terms of disorderly conduct or or trash all over the place, which, you know, was certainly a concern uh, of council. Uh, it was a concern of mine, uh, which is why we decided that we were only going to have the door active during the summer months here in the city of Athens. And, you know, one of the things that I often think about here in Athens when it comes to commerce is that most businesses during the summer month really kind of just coast through the summer knowing that our population drops uh, by a significant portion. And granted, we do have activities during the summer. It really isn't the same as during the academic year. And so they it's not that they struggle. They just basically budget to get through the summer. Then the pandemic hit last year. Uh, it really impacted businesses when they knew that they were going to be making money and now they aren't and they struggled. Well, this also kind of helps with that and will help. Uh, we're only going to be able to do it uh, for a small fraction of this summer. Um, we're hoping that it will be active within the next uh, week or two. Uh, but something just to, to make sure people are well aware of that that will be uh, coming our way and uh, certainly be uh, active during the span for the summer of 2022 and moving forward. Yeah, well, let's let's hope that uh, you can report to other cities that call you that <laughs> right. we've had zero or, you know, li very little incidents or issues with that, too. So we'll, let's hope we'll keep our fingers crossed we, we will. on that one. <laughs> we right? will. All right. Uh, yeah. What else you have going on in the city you want to talk about? Well, we've got, we've got about uh, a minute. Uh, we, we do have a half. minute. So um, just to put this out there and get it on people's radars, just kind of watch the city's website and uh, look in the newspapers is that we will be doing a public hearing about a ordinance, proposed ordinance change that is currently before the Planning Commission, which is for off-street parking. Uh, Councilmember Chris Fall uh, brought this forward. And uh, it, it has some significant changes to where, you know, we see when you look around. Here's a good example. When you're out on East State Street and you're driving to where, you know, we used to have uh, Ruby Tuesdays and there's, you know, Walmart and Lowe's and and now we have uh, Menards. There is a whole lot of blacktop out there, of uh, parking yes. space. And is it always fully used? And I would contend no. As a matter of fact, one area down there, it looks more like a truck stop these days than it looks yes. like a park, parking yes, lot. Yes, it does. So it's, it's rethinking, reimagining parking. And rather than having you know minimum parking allowable, it would kind of flip it and have maximum parking and reduce the amount of parking spaces people need for development. So... So keep stay tuned for that, that we are looking for public input when it comes to 
off-street parking here in the city of Athens and really, really want people to be engaged and be informed uh, and come with ideas that you might have or, you know, opposition or, you know, if you're opposed to it or, you know, uh, if you're uh, an advocate of what we're what's going to be happening, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More to come. Well, we can get to the news at any time. We all know the news, what's <laughs> going on. But uh, I want to ask you something, too. Speaking of East State Street, I noticed there's a stretch there across from Kroger's, we'll say, that little strip mall there. The grass is really tall right there, getting a little haggard. Unwieldy? As they say. Who? Yeah, is, is that the city or is that the mall, the little strip mall's? responsibility it's the strip mall's responsibility it's right out in you know what i'm talking I about do know what you're right talking in front about. of save a lot there right yeah right no that's the responsibility that's uh, what i thought right, right. so uh i think now it it's would, on my radar i think it should be beautified to add to east state street beautification don't you i do <laughs> yes i do scott because i went down there and uh you know sometimes the pizza place has someone out in front with the sign, you know, going oh, yeah. on too. <laughs> yeah. And you could only see like half the sign when it was sitting on the ground. <laughs> only half a human. It looks like he's hiding in the grass. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Folks, we've been talking to Mayor Steve Patterson here uh, on Party Line again. Uh, Mayor Patterson, it's always a pleasure to have you in. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Well, I love it. You know that, Scott. Yes. We, My pleasure. We love having you come in here too. So Mayor Steve Patterson of uh, the beautiful city of Athens. And uh, we'll look forward to having him come in, uh, a, a, what, a month from now, month I guess it now. is. And uh, hopefully we can get to those topics that we didn't get to that, that were on the list there. There you go. Anything you want to bang out real quick no, before we no. head out? So. Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. Stay cool. Uh, this uh, haziness will pass at some point. Uh, I hate to think what it looks like out in Oregon, uh, Washington, yeah. and Idaho. But, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. Be there, safe. Get vaccinated. Yes, that one too. So, yeah, they're evacuating homes out there and. Uh, we, of course, keep, uh, of course, keep them in thoughts and prayers. So, yeah, be safe, get vaccinated. Uh, Mayor Steve Patterson has been our guest today on Party Line as uh, we thank him again for his time here. He has lots of duties. And as, as I look down the list of things he serves on, my goodness gracious, folks, this man is an active, busy mayor who does nothing but look out for the best interests of the city of Athens. And uh, I'll tell you what. From me, we're blessed to have a mayor like Mayor Patterson. So uh, get vaccinated, and uh, we will join CBS News in progress. It is uh, two minutes after 10 o'clock. See in a system. Oliver had managed to open edible cannabis gummies that Elizabeth used to help her sleep. To him, it looked like candy. Christmas tree farmers say they're taking a huge hit from extreme heat and wildfires in the West. This year with that heat wave, I mean, it just wiped them out. Jacob Hemphill estimates he's lost over $100,000 in trees at his farm in Oregon. This is CBS. Indeed delivers great candidates fast. In fact, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. More at Indeed.com slash credit. What makes the perfect workout? Being able to ride, lift, and stretch in one place with motivating instructors. Y'all look so good out there, Peloton. Classes that always work around your busy summer schedule. Push Peloton, you've got 20 minutes of opportunity on this ride. Instructor-curated playlists for every mood. Let's turn it up, come on! Now what if you had it all? Ride it home. The Peloton Bike. Nothing like working out from home. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. Ad paid for by CompleteCar.com. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to the COVID crisis, we are announcing a low-cost extended service plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Call 800-549-1985 now. Drivers who are covered by this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. 800-549-1985. You can work up an appetite being a basketball star. With the championship and MVP trophies along for the ride, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the day after scoring 50 points to help Milwaukee win the NBA crown, went to a Chick-fil-A drive-thru with an appetite. Can I have, please, a 50-piece Mac Minis? 50, exactly. Not 51, not 49 chicken minis, yes. 
In the Instagram video, he admitted he hadn't slept after celebrating all night. Steve Kathan, CBS News. Giannis and his teammates are getting ready for a celebration parade in Milwaukee this morning. The last time the Bucks won the title 50 years ago, there was none. Some feel it's because politicians didn't want to publicly acknowledge black players like Lou Alcindor. The future, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Doors are being slammed in your face, and bad credit is holding you back. Ray's webinar has dedicated over 40 years to helping everyone get a 750 credit score. Not